Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Conservative. What I don't like about Washington is they're very nice to your face, and then they take a shiv or a machete, and they stab it in your back. I'm a Wall Street guy, and I'm more of a front-stabbing person, and, and I'd rather tell people directly how I feel about them. Nobody talk about politics. Like, don't say anything, you know. A marriage that's been through it all. She has filed for divorce over his naked political ambition. These are the views of a couple in love. A couple with children. A couple with differing opinions and perspectives a couple that survives he's kind of like an impetuous guy in in many ways that's great in some ways it's tough when you're married what leads them back to each other communication conversation and a realistic outlook on the world we live in your hosts anthony and deirdre scaramucci this is mooch and the missus hello everybody happy chinese new year our Happy kids New are Year. off from school today and, for that. Uh, Isn't that funny? Happy State of the Union Day. Is that happy? I don't know. What do you think is going to happen today? I don't know, but on the way here, I was thinking, and I was like dr- pulling onto the LIE, and there was a sign that said, buckle up. And I was thinking that that's like how I wake up every day thinking when I'm married to you. you know Why is mean? that? What, what, what's going on now? No, like what, buckle what up. Like you never know. You never know. You don't well, think that's funny? I, I think it's funny, but I'm a little defensive because, you know, I'm a little bit like a crash oh, dummy in life. And so I thought it was funny. I think I could replace mayhem on the Allstate commercials. I so, thought it I was mean, funny. You know, I, I know I'm a little, little reckless. And but, I also am laughing because I dressed nicely today and you and the producer are like, what's up with the hair? You're wearing a her? very sex appealing uh, jacket. Not really. I'm wearing a black Turtleneck and a black blazer. There's nothing. No, but it was. You can't like even a, see a, one inch of my skin. Striking differentiation from prior looks. He was uh, playing you a compliment. Oh, okay. Yeah, Neil I said I look great. like Jackie Kennedy. So maybe it was the top knot bun. So Anthony lied and he said that he was going to be like off the grid with the phone and stuff. And so he's like staring at it right now. He's staring at Twitter. I mean, it's like um, it's unbelievable. No, I was. And he um, also. Um, Said I, he was going to do I, that at night when he comes home from work, but he doesn't do that either. Unbelievable outings going on so. here on Mooch and the Misses. It's like a so whoever he's telling that like, he's putting his phone in a box, he's he's fibbing. Do you ever wonder why your four year old like tells his nursery school teacher everything? Oh, she that goes told on me today because I had parent teacher conferences yeah. that he tells her everything in detail and he's very specific. Very specific. So she like she didn't want to go into it. There's an expulsion of gas in the house. He like lets that know. <laughs> like the time a, he told his three year old nursery school teacher that Anthony farted into his mouth. Remember that? Yeah, that's also known as a beef stew. Did he use the actual <laughs> word beef stew or did he, what did he say? <laughs> no, I think he said, farted into my mouth as he talks. Oh like my God. It's like, it's like unbelievable. The kid, God forbid anything should go wrong in his house. He, he runs to the. The nursery school teacher and tells her every single thing that goes on. <laughs> Not only wrong, just everything that goes on. Yeah, right or wrong. That's right. what I'm saying. It could be anything. So what do you think is going to happen tonight at the State of the 
union? Well, I, obviously there's something I I am living in the future or something because I woke up this morning thinking, damn, I forgot to, I, I didn't get to watch the State of the Union, <laughs> but it's tonight. So I had a blonde moment. That's okay. Maybe I'm still recovering from all the Tito's on Super Bowl Sunday. Oh my God. Okay. So, you know, she has some of her friends listening to this thing. Okay. These people went on a full-scale alcoholic binge. Okay, the game started at no. 6. Well, first of all, one Get of my best friends is pregnant, so she was drinking seltzer. So okay, that's... one of the six friends was drinking seltzer. The other ones were taking down gallons of uh, Tito's vodka. and uh, I think my mom had two bottles of champagne by herself. The, the best, but that always makes her more enjoyable. The, the best thing about Super Bowl Sunday, though, is that you literally don't have to watch the kids. It as was, long as you've accepted yeah. that the house... It's going to be Trashed. blown to pieces, and there's going to be Dorito chips in every corner <laughs> of the house. You just let the kids do what they're doing. Every two minutes, they're like tattletailing on each other. I'm like, work it out. I'm trying to watch this game. Right. I like, got money so on the game. So and so work it out, said work it that out. I was whatever. I also We're, said what? No, they come up to us, and they're like, blah, 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 said this, or whatever, right? The little tattletale kids. I, I, and I, just, I was like, listen, know, since, since leave me to my cookie cake and my Tito's. When, when Adam Levine ripped his shirt off, she would, woo! <laughs> 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 I was like ready to vomit in my mouth. The 19-foot hero that I ate like 18 feet of, I was ready to blow it right back in my mouth. I mean, it was like... <laughs> That's revolting. the worst day to see somebody naked because, like, oh you God. feel so disgusting. So then, when oh. somebody rips off their shirt and they have a twenty pack, you start regretting you regretting all the wings. I don't I've been remember. doing sit ups ever since I saw that like episode in my home. No, oh God! Right, so you don't want to. You just... obviously don't want to talk about the State of the Union. So <laughs> tell me what you want to talk about. The State of the Union is a disunion. What is the State of the Union? No, so I just want to like. So everyone's saying the Dems are going to take Trump on at the state. What I mean, what are they going to do? Stand up and start like yelling out? What are they going to do? How are they going to take him on? They're going to be sitting in the audience. He couldn't give a shit. He doesn't care. And, you know. He doesn't well, care. He's not intimidating. Who cares? I, I they, you think he cares? You think, you think people are so sick and tired of these people, though, or not? I, I sort of think they do. You know, I was 40? thinking about it. I'm so I'm I'm so mad that he couldn't do the right thing because he's so right on so many things policy wise that I'm just so annoyed that he can't be normal and do the right thing. Like, I, so I was reading this thing, this article this morning on his executive time, how much time he spends doing what he thinks he needs to do versus like having these bureaucratic meetings. And I completely disagree with everybody for giving him a hard time for that because I think at the end of the day, he's a hard worker. You can't take that away from him. I don't think he's sitting around doing nothing in his residence. I think he's on the phone and I think he's doing stuff. And I hate when people are like that, even in a corporate workplace where it's like, it's all about the amount of time you're sitting at your desk typing like a little drone robot. No, it's not. It's about like where what you're getting done with the hours that you have. It doesn't matter where you're doing it. And I think like at our company, you always had that kind of attitude and and I loved it because it was like, okay, if I had to go to the doctor, you wouldn't care that I went to the doctor in the middle of the day because in the other hours of my day, I'm getting my stuff done. So why does anyone care like what he's doing, as long as he's getting stuff done, why do you care what he, he needs to sit in meetings and listen to people drone on and then not even follow their instruction or listen, well, take their lead anyway, you know what I mean? You're, it's like, you're, you're preaching to the choir obviously with me because I hate meetings. I think 
Most meetings are bureaucratic That's nonsense. That's what I'm saying. I it's just like fluff it, It's fluff important nonsense. to have an informational meeting once in a while. And it's oh, you need a security if, briefing, right? Yeah. You, need a, you need that, right? You need, you know, mm-hmm. to meet with your chief of staff. You need that stuff. But like to sit all, meet, all day in meetings, it's a waste of time. So I don't think General Kelly would mind me saying this. So uh, I had lunch with General Kelly last week. He br- br- brutally fired me from the White House on his first day. I think I, I think his first official act was firing me. But I had lunch with him last week, and you know we cleared the air, buried the hatchet. But he said to me that the uh, the most important meeting for the president, and probably the <clears throat> essential meeting, is the presidential daily brief. Right. And he basically. So you know what's about shit is about to hit the fan. So right. I'm gonna tell you what the, I, I'm telling you what he said. I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but I'll share it with you. He wait. Think before you speak. Is no, it something? No, it's fine. Because you just patched it up with him. So are you? Gonna... No, we just patched up, but we need ratings for the podcast. So I'm going to tell you what he said. <laughs> so, so, so he basically uh, said to me that the president, after maybe ten or so intense intelligence briefings, he basically said that uh, uh, he said, "Man, he goes, this is rough stuff." He goes. How long have you known about all this stuff that's going on in the world? And the general said, well, you know, I've been CENTCOM, this, that, you know, 15, 20 years. 15, 20 years. How do you live with this stuff? Because mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time sometimes sleeping, thinking about everything that's going on. And the general Even said, if well, I read an article about Venezuela, I have a hard time going to sleep. Because, right. you know, we always think, oh, that's over there and this is over here. But it's really not. It's all connected. So you know? what, what the general said, and this, since this was reported in the paper, I think it's okay to share, is that... Uh, they were manufacturing these uh, laptops that were designed to look like bombs, and they were very hard to detect. I mean, you probably to look about, like bombs or laptops. No, I'm sorry, they were, they were designed to look like <laughs> okay, laptops. I'm like, that's not very. To not to not, to <laughs> that's not, not very look smart. Like, they were right. manufacturing these bombs to look, look like, like laptops, laptops right. to not look like bombs. Right. And they were sending them through the uh, X-ray machines, and they couldn't detect them, and they were getting really worried, and so. They, they they changed the software and so forth, so now no fear on the airlines for these laptops. That's why they're still allowing laptops in, but there was like oh, a little great. bit of a glitch. Now I'm going to have even, even... So, so, so then oh, he just... Oh, God. You should never very, tell me this stuff. He then very nonchalantly says, yeah, so you know, we did a strike force mission. We killed everybody in the terror cell. But he said it like, matter of fact, like, do you want cream? Like if I went to... Yeah. Do you want cream in your sugar? To the grocery We killed store. everybody in the terror cell. I was like starting to go white. I'm like, man, I'm so glad I patched it up with you, General. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, the point is that it's a rough world. But uh, yeah, he's got to have that briefing and he's got to be informed and he's got to make decisions uh, based on what's going on to make Americans safe here and around the world. But I don't think he needs all of these unnecessary meetings. And by the way, I think he's proving to the government that a lot of stuff can get done with less staff and a lot of stuff can get done with less bureaucracy. But tonight... I actually think something strange is going to happen. Let's see if I'm right. I think that they're going to make a peace offering to Nancy Pelosi and to Senator Schumer. I think that the president and his team, the boiling point is starting to get reached now in the society where the differences are so stark, the extremes are so polarized, that 42% of the registered voters, the largest voting bloc, honey, is the independents. And I think these guys are starting to realize, wait a minute, our market share is starting to get taken away by people that really hate our guts and are leaving our parties and are signing up as independents. And so, you know, Howard Schultz, as I said last week, he likely won't run, but he's just trying to draw the Democrats into the middle. 
I well, do. Well, you know what he needs to do? I was thinking about it before when I got a coffee. Before he needs to run for president, he needs to clean up the bathrooms in the Starbucks. I was like thinking like most of the Starbucks have disgusting bathrooms and those are the bathrooms that the baristas use. So I'm like, ew, I don't even think I want to, ugh. No? So, so Nobody's Rudy feeling Giuliani, me on that? No, I mean, Rudy Giuliani had a broken window policy here in New York. You're saying you have a clean bathroom policy before you run for president? Well, I mean, before, if you're not, I think when you have a food establishment, a bathroom is a telltale sign as if you're, as to if your kitchen is clean. Rocket man. Let me, let me. You don't let, think so? Yeah, I do, but let me ask you something. If you were running for president, would you have liked a photo of our house taken on uh, Monday morning after the Super Bowl explosion? <laughs> I stayed up till 1.30 in the morning and I cleaned the whole thing. You were like, yeah, yeah, I'll come help you. And then at 1.30 in the morning, I went, marched upstairs and you were like snoring and passed out and didn't even care that I was mop, of, one mopping of the, the floor, literally one, one mopping, of the, one swiffering, wet swiffer. One of my signature maneuvers mm -hmm. is like, oh, I hear, I hear Nikki, let me, let, me, let me go up there and comfort him. Yeah. And he then was I like, sneak into his room and- Oh, oh I'll I, help you, I'll help you. And then I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna put these five- Bags of garbage right in front of the basement door. So when Anthony every, leaves tomorrow, he trips over it. Every, every guy does it. I'm one of the few guys that admits to it. Let's switch gears quickly mm -hmm. before I get into more trouble. The president said on the State of the Union interview that was aired before the Super Bowl that the only way the Democrats can beat him is by impeachment. Do you believe that? Yeah. I mean, I don't think they're going to go. He's not going to be impeached, but I don't think they can beat him, no. So there's not one person in the Democratic field that can beat President Trump. Tell me how they're going to beat him, though. I want to hear their, you. You're, what you're is the, their, the, what's, what are they running on? Well, that's an interesting point. Can you can you beat somebody with nothing? No. So I don't think you they can't. have a cohesive message right now. What's the message right, that they're running on? there's no message. We hate Trump. You know Trump. what's so funny? That they're, you Trump know, said they're some things run, that offended us. We other, hate too. Trump. But they they don't back each other up either. They're all like just, you know, every man for him, themselves. They don't have a united front as a party either, so they're all screwed up. So let's let's just go over three of them, and I want your opinion. Senator Kamala Harris, mm -hmm. she can beat Trump? Definitely not. Okay, tell me why not. Because, like I said, I don't, when she announced that she was running, she didn't say what she was running on, so I have no idea. And then the way she acted... And the way Cory Booker acted, I don't, you know, the whole Brett Kavanaugh thing I thought was a t disaster. Like, but the way they acted when they were interrogating him, I thought it was so ridiculous. And they obviously don't believe in, you know, like due process. So how can you, how can you be the president if you don't believe in due process? Okay, so let me ask you this, Senator Warren, she can beat Donald J. Trump? No, he Pocahontas? already embarrassed her life. Pocahontas? I knew he I knew Neil was going to go there. That's why. He embarrassed what? her already. She could never win against. Okay, him. so she apologized to the Cherokee Nation. Did everybody see that? See, that's Trump's genius. He shoots the moonbeam into your brain, and he makes you do things that you shouldn't be doing. You know, like I saw a funny meme. DNA. It said, it, "This was last week when it was like 11 degrees outside, like in most of the country, or 30 below, like in Chicago." Right, springtime this week. It said, um, "It's so cold outside that." Elizabeth Warren is pretending to be an Eskimo. Oh, that's brutal. Oh, my God. That's funny. Okay, so Warren... And the Eskimos were pissed. So Warren Booker, Kamala Harris can't, can't beat him. What about Jolton Joe, Vice President Biden? No, I think he's too nice. Too nice? Mm-hmm. So he won't be able to he's handle too much of the a Trump gentleman. Twitter feed and the boxing, no. the 
rock 'em sock 'em robots of the situation. No. Okay, so so uh, you I know, think like, I think you're right about all that. I think the president John McCain had it in him to like go toe to toe with Trump. Like he had enough vim and vicar, you know. God rest his soul. But he was obviously not a Democrat. But I'm just saying, you need somebody who like doesn't really give a, a hoot, you know. And I think John, someone like John McCain, truly had the those beliefs that he was like very tried and true, you know. And he was a complete patriot. So you need somebody like that. But we, I don't know who is like that. So, so we, before we go to this inaugural committee subpoena, mm-hmm. I want to just ask a question. The president has about a 39 percent approval rating. You're Let's right. give him the benefit of that out and say that some people are t- saying that they don't like him. No, isn't it? Or they up, secretly isn't it like up forty four? Yeah, like yeah. That? So that's what I'm going to say. It's at. It's at forty four, forty five percent. So forty four, forty five. Maybe that's his magic number. Forty five. Is that? Is that the? Can he still win? He's below the fifty. I think so. If especially if you go by that, um, what's the governor of California? That whole theory. Jerry Brown. The, no, Gavin Newsom. Not now. No, I'm saying back in the day when people were saying they were not going to vote for somebody. Oh, the Bradley effect. Yeah, that was the mayor. Oh, the mayor. The mayor of Los Angeles. Yeah. People didn't want to appear racist, so they said, are you voting for him? They said yes. They didn't want people to think they weren't voting for him because he was African-American. Are you okay? I'm I'm burping up the rap that you gave me. Just give me a second. And they're they're closing the curtain, and they voted against him, and there was an 8% swing in the polls. That's definitely true with Trump. Yeah. I think people at the end of the day want safety in the country and they want the economy in a good or decent place. And I think he's got the market on both of those things right now. Do, so. do you think that... Uh, Is my voice very boring today? Should I spice it up? I don't know. Your outfit's not boring. I mean, if they saw you, they'd be like, whoa. I mean, you got the hair up in a bun. Well, I cut my hair looks, off. It sort of Short looks like hair, it did on your, on your first wedding day, as opposed to when you... Married me on your second wedding day. Oh, hair was my down. hair was down. Yeah, but it looks very, very sexy, very attractive. And you're wearing a very sleek, hot outfit. So how could your voice be boring? I don't know. I just felt like I was like droning on. <coughs> you're supposed so, to shut the button off. I, I don't know how to do it. All right, so let me, so let me ask, you, so let me ask you this, okay? The <laughs> president's inaugural committee is now being subpoenaed. They are saying. Do you that think our was, youngest son is a Democrat? He was playing with Barbies lately. I don't know if you're allowed to say that in our society. Oh, I mean, that could be okay, like a, okay, I take it back. It could be like I just, a crippling. I was just thinking out loud. See, this is the thing. See, you said that, and it's sort of funny, but now because of the sanitization of language and political correctness, what you just said is like, I'm an offense, and it oh, could end okay. up as a I thought Twitter for a second screen I against lost you. It. I was, thought I was hanging out with my friends from okay. Sunday. Yeah. Okay, but like this is the weird thing about the society. All of that reaction formation, if you say something like that that you're no longer allowed to say, is the reason why Trump's president. Because people hate that. People hate the <laughs> people political... Hate and by the way, let me tell you something. Okay? Everyone says to me, the president lies. Let me tell you something about political correctness. Political correctness is a lie. Okay, so his lies... Because nobody's like that. Nobody's pending. like that. They yeah. got, oh, I can't use this word. I have to use that word. I'm not even going to use the words because I'm going to get in trouble. Okay? Or I'm going to use the words. Okay. So was that really so offend, bad to if be offended? offended? If you're offended by this, then what can I tell you? We'll uh, we'll talk to each other instead of our listeners. Okay. But you can no longer say colored people. That's totally offensive. But you can say people of color. 
And so what we're doing is is that it's we like are semantics. We, it's crazy. We have figured out that there are microsyllable transgressions that lead to macro dramatic activity and like righteous <laughs> stabbing of the chest and the whole thing. And so this is a lie. This is a lie. And so Trump's lies are like in a quadratic equation canceling out the other lies. So mm-hmm. keep it up with the political correctness and he'll win by like, you know, 400 electoral I votes. heard fun, two funny um, comparisons. They said, someone said that Democrats and like liberals, all these people are just like spoiled children who are used to getting their way, you know, and they're like throwing fits and tantrums. And then somebody compared Donald Trump to like a very bloated, like if you threw Richie Rich into the East River for like two weeks and then you pulled him out. That's what. He yeah, he's look. been calling Richie Rich his whole life, but. Maybe yeah, he has the same hairdo yeah, I mean, and everything, right? I mean, but listen, I mean, this is the thing that I, I cannot figure this out for the life of me. So I get the liberal agenda, and I think there's a lot of value in racial equality and human rights and obviously equal protection under the law and gay marriage. I'm for all of these things. But what I'm not for is if your thought process and your philosophical points are not identical to mine, I need to banish and exile you. And mm. so, one of one of my one of my friends uh, in the uh, Trump c- campaign, uh, who was I have he on to, the inaugural committee? yeah, but I have to maybe, but I have subpoenaed? to remain nameless because he would be mad at me for bringing uh. him up. He got thrown out of his gym. What? But, yeah, because you have to tell me who this is on the scene. Yeah, but he got thrown side. out of the gym because he's just a Trump person, and the other people are offended that he's working out alongside of them in the gym that he's working out at. What? So he's like, okay, yeah, no problem. Just give me the money back. I'm going to go. You to are gym. not. That is not. not. Not making that up. So if you're a liberal out there listening to the thing, you actually have some really good ideas, but this whole exile and virtue signaling to your fellow liberals that you have to hate on people that are part of Trump's organization is stupid. We're all no, Americans. No, you don't have to hate Relax. on anybody. But you know, I do sometimes like wonder. Like I wouldn't care if Mike Pence worked out next to me, but I'm like sometimes I look at him and I'm like. Are you for real? Like, are you for real with the gay thing? Like, you think people can go to a clinic and then they they are not gay anymore? Like, are I mean, you for I real? I think it's wrong. I, you know, look, Mike, Mike and I, Vice President Pence and I would obviously disagree. I think it's uh, wrong. I think right, it, but so how much could you really hang out with somebody who has that? Okay, but if he's on the thought? if he's on the elliptical and you're on the uh, pal- Peloton bike, you're gonna be no. I don't oh care my about God, that. He's got his hiney on the. Uh, his, I'm facing his hiney. I'm sitting here on the well, elliptical. He might care whose hiney's on what. You know, oh, maybe he does. I have no idea. Maybe that's <laughs> part of the problem. I have no idea. All right, but this uh, this enormous somebody committee. sitting on their bed that weighs four hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> no, Why is him. he talking that's, about me? No, that's him talking about the Russian <laughs> the Russian hacker. So, oh, so I thought he was listen, talking about me after Super Bowl. Listen, I'm going to ask you a question. I'd love to hear your answer. So, Anthony doesn't laugh a, at any of my jokes. I thought that was very funny. I laughed at the other joke. Oh, okay. Oh, my okay, God. Okay, Felicia. Oh God. Okay, so, what? So the, their, their subpoena is going to the inaugural committee. They're saying that money was mishandled. They're saying that favors were being bought through inaugural committee donations. Mm-hmm. They're saying some uh, foreigners were invited illegally. There's a federal corruption law. Uh, what do you think is going to happen there? Is that going to be a problem for them? 
doesn't seem like anything's a problem for him. That's exactly <laughs> right. Okay, you see that? He reinvented Teflon Don. He, he's the un, Teflon. he is unbelievable. Okay, he's the shots. I think this is another thing that's happened. They've shot him so many times. And he's still walking, and all the tomato ketchup is flying out of the uh, the body and so forth. <laughs> no it collusion. Doesn't, does doesn't matter, right? right? It just does not matter, right? He says no collusion every time he gets on the TV. No collusion. Okay, so when Melania asks him to like hop into bed, does he say that? No collusion. No collusion think, okay, tonight, let me, Melania. Let me, let me ask you a question. Are, Do you are, think they're not colluding are they anymore? Colluding? Mel- uh, probably not, right? Okay, so let's have a vote here. There's Mooch and the Misses. Let's start with the I Misses. Don't... Are they colluding? I don't think so. Bing, bing, bing. Okay. Okay. Bop, bop. <laughs> I, 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 I love you very much. I, I got I, I to gotta tell you, I think there's no collusion. I think it's also a national travesty that there's no collusion because if you got just a tiny bit of real collusion, right? you'd probably be in a better mood all day. Right? You know what I mean? I know. So, I mean, like one the of mooch. the. One of the well, when the mooch. I sound like Tom Green when I said <laughs> no, that. But when the mooch, when the mooch gets collusion, the mooch's tail's <laughs> wagging, my hair, the coat, my skin it's coat, shinier. and so forth is shinier. When the mooch is colluding, the wa- wagging of the tail, and you know my nails are filed nicely, and so forth. You know <laughs> oh what I mean? God. It's like a little doggy. But I don't think the president's getting a lot of collusion. That's you know he could be self colluding. Did you just I don't say you like a little doggy? Yes, I'm like a little doggy. Oh, you're like a little like a little doggy. <laughs> No, I didn't say I would like a little doggy. I said I'm like a little doggy. I was like, okay, you could okay, have just told me that. Very, you didn't have to tell everybody. There's a very different semantical <laughs> situation right there. Uh, All right, so- Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So let's go to the governor of Virginia. (laughs) We're just ripping through this uh, current event situation here. So the governor... 25 years ago, he's a med student, he's a neuroscientist, made some ridiculous comments about abortion. We'll get to those in a second. He is, there's a picture of him juxtaposed on the same page. There's a picture of one person in blackface, another one who's dressed in a KKK outfit. Uh, He first said it was him, he was sorry. He then said, wait a minute, I looked at it carefully, it's not me. I apologize for the racist photo of my How do you not remember if you dressed up as a Ku Klux Klan person? Well, come on. I mean, it's obvious that he's lying. I mean, you know, he's just, you know, of course he remembers being associated with people that wore blackface and were saying that. He was also, uh, you know, he was uh, called a name uh, which uh, defined his full-blown racism. He was called a name? Yes, during the medical school that the paper, Fox News, and others would not repeat on the air, so we won't repeat it here. Do you know what it is? Uh, I do, but it's totally and holy. So you have so many things to tell me. The guy that got kicked out of the gym, this dude's nickname. Yeah, totally holy and appropriate for national distribution, but very disgusting, very offensive. And so now he hasn't resigned, and... Everybody on the Democratic side has called for his resignation. Many Republicans have. But isn't there some scandal with the guy Barack that Obama would is not lieutenant winning. governor or something? Isn't there something up with him, too? In Virginia? Yeah. Yeah, what is that? I'm not sure. 
I don't know. Maybe okay. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm not sure what that is, but there might be something there. But but uh, what do you think should happen here? No, I think he should step down. I mean, I, I'm not one. Like I said a long time ago, when we were talking about Brett Kavanaugh, I'm not one to hold things against people for for stuff they did like 30 years ago. But this is like something. Well, that's he's a full blown. A the guy's bit, a full blown racist. So if he, what, let me ask you this: if he if he came to the table. And like almost like George Wallace did, and said, "Listen, I was a, I was a full blown racist." Um, now I was well, yeah. Using the word "was," I was a full blown racist. Mm-hmm. I'm now 25 years from that full blown status as a racist. I've had some personal intellectual development and evolution, and uh, I want to be forgiven for what happened 25 years ago, and I want to have an overbite in my policies that will help people that are. Uh, disadvantaged in our society mm-hmm. would you let him stay if he did that yeah people Let's can say you change. were the guru you I could think say, people can change yeah so i i don't understand why he didn't do that that's the only thing i don't get i'm a full-blown racist i'm obviously in blackface or wearing the kkk outfit or hanging out with those people i grew up in the south and i'm a full-blown racist and so what i would like to have happen is uh you know, a forgiveness of me for that and a changing and an evolution. You know, it's so now, let me odd just say, about I just said I was a full-blown racist. Someone will cut that someday and it'll be my voice, even though I'm explaining something from somewhere else. That will 100% happen to me at some point as a result of our podcast. Oh, no. It no will. Way. It doesn't matter. I don't care. I'm, um, I've got Neil here that'll defend me and I got you, my beautiful wife, that will defend me. It's two to one. Oh, I also read an article that said Melania is Donald's fiercest defender. I'm like, Really? Is that true? She could backs I- him up, though. I mean, she backs him up. She does a good job of backing him up. She stands by him. I don't think there's any collusion, but I do think she's standing by him. Mm-hmm. No collusion. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, I was going to say something. Oh, I was just going to say how it's so weird growing up in New York, especially where I grew up. Like, I still, I'm so naive to the whole racism thing. I think it's like, I could I'm. I think to myself, like, this is 2000. 19 people are still like that that's crazy but it happens well it is real. i mean i think but i think that that's that's an interesting thing though right if if you are around different ethnic backgrounds people from different international national origins you realize that we're all the same and so all of that xenophobia and all those character those tribal primordial characteristics wane yeah, it comes from like caveman situation. You, know, you, ju- you just get like you survival become, of the fittest. You no, know, listen, you know, I I grew up in a you know mixed race community. I have no no problem w- whatsoever. But a lot of these people, unfortunately, grew up in a in the deep south or the south where there was high levels of racism post Civil War. All right, so can we talk about um, Alexandra Ocasio Cortez? Yeah, go ahead. So she did you see the whole back and forth between her and? Um, Crenshaw about mm, I did the taxes. So mm-hmm. first of all, I just have to say for everybody, she's. I guess I'm old now, so she's not really my contemporary, but she irks me. Yeah, tell me why. Because I feel like she's immature yeah. and like a loud mouth, mm-hmm. and I don't like that. Okay, like if she was going to be really impactful and serious, like she. Sh- she would be a lot less outspoken, I think. But or, or or it's okay to be outspoken. But what about doing a little bit more homework? So like she she wants to tax people over ten million dollars of earnings, and so that's superficially that sounds great to a lot of people. They're like, well, what do you need to make more than ten million dollars a year for? 
So if you're making that incremental million, let the government take 70% of it. And mm-hmm. so what they're forgetting about that is that the minute you do that to somebody, you're now changing that person's incentives. They don't care if they're worth 10 million or 100 million. If you're going to tax them at 70%, they'll alter their investment behavior and all their move to a lower domiciliary tax situation. So, as By the an way, exa- it just undercuts the whole entire American dream. And it undercuts the incentive process. So, so here I am. Let's say I'm a, a billionaire. You're offering me an investment, but you're telling me that if I'm successful in the investment, 70% of the investment is going to the government, 30% is coming to me, but I'm taking a tremendous amount of risk to put this you know, on, it's do it. it's I'm like, why, the why whole... am I going to do that? But now I'm going to make, let's say I'm going to make a $5 million investment. It's going to create 200 new jobs in the area that I live in. But I'm now not going to do that because why put the $5 million at risk if the most I can make on the return is only 30% of what the expected return was going to be? You've just skewed the risk reward analysis in my investment portfolio. So therefore, those 200 people didn't get jobs. What do you say, Miss Acacio Lopez Cortez, or whatever your name no, is? No, you need. What is it? <laughs> Acacio Cortez. Right. Just okay. remember the cheesy, really annoying nickname that everyone calls AOC. her. AOC. Yeah. Okay, so what do you say, AOC? And then she would say, well, you're rich enough. Why do you care? Don't you feel like Put calling ten- her AOC is like legitimizing her? I refuse oh, to call okay, her Okay, whatever you want to call her. But my, my point is is that this is the when I'm like, superficial stuff that's going to get the I nation in trouble. Should I go by DJS? I mean. I like that. No, but just Stop. like, what's wrong Your with Your own DJS like perfume brand or something. Why like can't that? she just go by her name? Dead silence. I- I'm no, I'm, I'm thinking of. No, she's a- trying to brand herself. What I'm, I'm thinking saying, of and it's egg very- by AOL. That's why I was dead silent. Oh, you can't go there. You can't go there. No. It's bad. So, egg is a form of perfume, by the way. I'll let you. I'll let you. <laughs> I'll let you think about exactly what that means. Okay. It's so, more like a musk. She, she stung me once <laughs> and said that I had my own perfume brand. It was called Egg by AOL. No, if shit, you're interested by shit in what, if you no, if it's not AOL. It was shit rage. Yeah. It was egg by shit rage. Doing. Yeah. Oh my god, it was terrible. But anyway, so she's she's going back and forth with Dan Crenshaw. She doesn't understand the economic system or incentives. But let's leave our listeners with the following thing: two point three to two point eight billion, depending how you're making the calculation of tax revenues, has left the state of New York in the last calendar year. Why? because of higher taxes. And so people are like, we're done, we're moving to Miami. And so the highest earners are gonna leave the state. If you're making 100 million US dollars and the state's gonna take 10 million and you can move to Florida and the state's gonna take zero million, you'll wanna save that 10 million That's what I'm for saying. New York better be family. careful because listen to me, it's becoming colder and colder. It's becoming grayer and grayer, and then you're going to tax people like that. They're all going to leave. Well, you got a proliferation of homeless, proliferation of trash, uh, proliferation of left-leaning policies. And so, you know, you sound like a Republican today, though. I have to just point out to everybody, you— Yeah, you, it must you, be the you, bun. You, 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 you everybody must, refuses you know, to call Sean Hannity. I had numerous conversations with Sean Hannity at Fox, and Sean Hannity <laughs> said— I didn't call Sean Hannity, no, no, yeah. but because Sean Hannity said, "Hey, you're more Republican than you think." Last when he was on our show last time. Yeah, today I do sound like that. I don't know why. So, so what do you think of the Venezuelan situation? 
I think it sucks because, first of all, we have some close friends who are from Venezuela. They're the coolest people ever. I love them. And I think that it's unfortunate that one man's, like, bloated ego and power trip can take out an entire civilization. It's insane. Like, dump the guy. Get rid of him. Well, one of the things that happens, it's one of the richest countries in South America. It has some of the largest oil. more. Well, but it's still technically It was going to like one person. Yeah, it's as largest oil reserves. Right, but he's the only one getting rich off of it, him and his like cronies. But the right governmental policies and the ending of corruption and cronyism, you could have a really interesting, uh, dramatically flourishing society. See, but can I just say that that's the exact opposite. It's regulated free market capitalism that lifts people out of poverty. Right, so that is the exact opposite. So like AOC or whatever you want to call her should just go think about Venezuela for a second. Like- Think about these terrible policies and like, whatever. We, you know what well, we then can she spiral would say, into? She would say, well, what about Norway and Sweden and these different places? Aren't these places very socialistic? And uh, They are, but it's ve- it's not the same. It doesn't have the same vibe as America. It doesn't. Okay, so you you go there and it doesn't culture, have that. It Mer- doesn't have that underlying like. Uh, go-getter feeling. Yeah, it's America it is a melting pot of risk takers. You're somebody in your family to get you to America had to take huge risks. It's either yourself or somebody that you are an ancestor of. Right. You, they are your ancestors, I mean. There's a hunger but, here. But, like, there's a drive. And you don't feel that in other places. And I like it. I think, you know, I thrive off of that. I think people do. Nobody wants to live somewhere where at like five o'clock you're in a pub having a pint of beer. So let me ask them, if you're working a 160 hour work week, creating a tremendous amount of wealth and employing people, should this woman, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, be able to mandate that all of that hard work, energy and risk taking that you did for yourself, your family and your employees should be taken from you and given to somebody else? No, that's why... The smaller the government, the better we are. Like that's why. I, but I also don't think some stuffy old white man from Louisiana should be telling me about what I should do with my body on this. On the flip side, you know what I'm saying. So it goes both ways. So you're liberal socially, but you're a little bit more conservative than you think on economics. Well, yeah, no, I know what I am on economics, but I'm saying like this, these social policies and stuff like that, I can't get with. But I can't get with it how extreme it's going either. Right now, like in New York State, I don't fully understand it, but like I don't understand. Like Donald Trump said something that you can actually like do something to the baby after it's born. Like I have to read up on this. What is he referring to? Is that true? Like well, this can't be right. Well, I mean, it's controversial. There's different interpretations of it. But basically, the uh, they're allowing now for late term, late in the third trimester abortions. Yeah, but I read something like post like partum, like after birth. Yeah, there's incidents where either the baby is not physically. That's not our say, you know what I mean? Like once someone's okay, on well, the earth. Okay, so I mean, that's, a, that, that, that's something that obviously, you know, I, I I left the house on Saturday night to go on Janine Pirro's show, Judge Janine on Fox News, and her opening, opening statement was related to this, this situation. So and she said in rare cases, you could be in a situation where the baby is alive could have a disease, could have something. Medical community could take care of the baby, but according to this legislation, they could let the baby die. And so uh, how, do, how would I feel about that? And so this is how I actually well, feel about it. it's a personal decision, don't you think? Well, letting the baby die, I think, is a disgrace. I mean, you have to do something to help the baby. That would be my personal opinion mm-hmm. on that. But I think what they're doing, 
honey, is they're trying to move so far to the radical left on this abortion issue that they engage the radical right. Uh, because the abortion issue polls 73-27 in the United States. And so what they're really trying to do is trigger Trump and trigger the radical right on the abortion issue so they reach over and claw it back into extinction. If they do that, then they win the 2020 presidential election. And what's interesting about this issue, the president has commented about it publicly, but he's not tweeted once about it. Because I think his- smart. I think his political leaders, his political consultants, and his instincts, his personal instincts are, whoa, 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 they're baiting us. They're pushing this law so far over here so that we engage and we disrupt the abortion issue. The abortion issue is 77-23. It used to be 55-45. It was 55-45 for 45 years. We've had a demographic shift. It's now 77-23. As a Republican, if you're going to go after the abortion issue, it's a losing battle nationally in the United States. It may be okay in your super red conservative state, but it's not okay with the rest of the country. So so I think there's a little bit of game sh- theory and gamesmanship going on in this debate over these new laws. Yeah, it's a touchy subject. So let's go to these uh, tweets. Let's keep it fun. What were your favorite Super Bowl commercials? I didn't That's watch one minute into the Super Bowl, just the halftime show. Drunk, drunk as a skunk. Woo! <laughs> when Adam Levine took his shirt off. Woo! I was like, oh my God. I mean, it was like disgusting to hear that from your wife and everything. Okay. I mean, so okay. if they if they zoomed like my, to Giselle and she was taking off her shirt. Oh my God. You would be like, if Woo! I, if I sorry, I just if broke I the internet that with that to, scream. If I did that if, or Giselle, she would have taken a ballpoint pen that I'm holding right now and stabbed it into my jugular. Oh, okay, sorry. You only do oh, that in oh, real life. Oh sorry. my god. Okay, now she's gonna okay. go there. Okay. So um start playing the music now. Okay. Help so, me out over here. <laughs> Okay, well, let's go to the one last. Let's go to the one last tweet before I'm back. I'm back in divorce court. Okay, how how's your first impression of someone ever been wrong? Yes, like I like I said, I needed that buckle up sign, and then maybe I would have been like, oh, pump the brakes. Oh, wait a minute, you had it. You had a good first impression of me, and then it turned negative. I usually give up a very bad first impression. Okay, that's part of my astrological chart according to Ricky Williams. You totally do. Yeah, so Ricky no, Williams no. is now let's, my new astrologer. Go ahead. No, let's be clear. If it's like a speech or like a public thing where you're being very professional, then you give a great first impression. Okay. But if it's like a social thing and you're, you know, you come in like, I'm acting like with the, the overbite and the really dumb am. dumbness. Yeah. Right. And um, a couple and you're like, oh, did you see me on Celebrity Big Brother? Oh, like, shut up. I don't whatever. talk like that. <laughs> I just thought it was funny that I did the show. I mean, what's the big deal? Oh my God. Only me. Only I could do that, right? Oh, something you'd say. oh my God. This is like unbelievable, okay? <laughs> uh, in, in, on next week's episode, Deirdre Scaramucci will bring in a cheese grater and take it to Anthony Scaramucci's forehead. So we're going to have video. Okay, week. so your first impression of someone has He's running the music, wrong. so yes, but we can get to that next week. Let's okay, talk about so it. for me, I always give off a bad first impression. No. But trust me, I'm not as bad as I look oh and or goodness. feel or sound. Oh, my God. Do All you right. love me still? Next week, we'll talk about Just the other everybody. people that me? gave you... A, I'm, I'm tripping over myself. Yes, I love you. Why are you asking me that? I just thought I'd throw that in there before the show ends. Uh, okay. All Neil's right. going to vom- vomit. All right. All right. All right. So next week, we'll see you on uh, next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Right? See ya. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.